the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Thanks so much for joining us today. We know you are getting busy for the upcoming Thanksgiving celebration, so we really appreciate you spending time with us today. Besides every Saturday, you can also join Josh Mondays at 12.30 p.m. for Money Mondays with Bruce Hooley right here on 98.9 The Answer. You can always find that recording at aptuswealth.com. To schedule an appointment to go through the Aptus Blueprint process, Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, so what do you have uh, planned for Thanksgiving? What do you and the family normally do? I cook. So we have the whole family in town, and I, I do the cooking, so oh. I don't have to do the traveling, and then I don't do the cleaning. It's it's a good little time. Good little deal. How so about yourself? What's your specialty? Well, I mean, it's Thanksgiving, right? So you got to do a turkey and all the all the standard accoutrement, and I don't do anything uh, too outlandish or, or new wave, just the basics. How about yourself? Just your average sides? Average sides, yeah. I go, I usually just eat, and then I help clean up. I'm not the cook at Thanksgiving, so... Uh, it's usually a big night out Thanksgiving Eve, so that's a big celebration too. And then on Thanksgiving Day, I, I yeah, I usually get invited and don't have to cook, but I, I will help up cleaning. Right so on. that's about it. Yeah. You staying in town, or are you heading back to uh, to Canada? Canada already had its Thanksgiving in October. Oh, yeah. Such an American. Such an know. American. <laughs> so no, I celebrate both. I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating here with Americans for sure. But for everybody else, so families can have a lot of different personalities at the Thanksgiving table, as we know. What are some safe conversations to have uh, when it comes to finances? Well, you should definitely talk politics, religion, COVID, you know, really keep it lighthearted. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, although it always seems to go in some of those directions sometimes, I think anytime we're talking about the holidays, it's a good time to talk about gratitude. And, and I'm certainly not here. I'm a finance show, so I'm, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. But, you know, it's been a heck of a year. It's been a rough year. And, and simply the fact that you, you know, maybe you still have your job or maybe you're doing better. I mean, the reality is about 50% of the people in the United States uh, via recent polls are saying that they did worse last year than in years prior. So I think in general, we always try to at least stay the same or get better. That's the objective, get, you know, 1% better every day. Uh, but that's not the case for everybody. So if you find yourself this year in a position where you're doing as well as you did the year before, or maybe even better, uh, be grateful and have gratitude for what you have. And if you are doing better, 
the holidays, at least in my house, are a great time to talk about giving back. So we talk about what charities we're going to contribute for the year, and I try and get my kids involved, and I actually give uh, a certain amount of money to each of my children to donate to whatever charity of their choice, but I make them do research. I'm sure they're very annoyed by this process, but I want them to understand how charities are run and how much money actually goes to the the uh, the end person in the charity versus administration, and then we give money out. Oh, I love that. And, and they're um, like, Dad, are you sure that we have to give this money away? We just can't keep it. <laughs> no, actually, they're they're pretty good about that. They're they're very encouraged to give out. So, you know, and and we give. Last year, we gave money to charities that, uh, fortunately, I know the people that run them uh, in the way of the Travis Mills Foundation, which is for recalibrated veterans. If you don't, if you've never looked up Travis Mills, you should take a peek. He's a real interesting speaker, but he's a quadruple amputee from the war. But he's probably spoken to, you know, four to all 500 of the Fortune 500 companies. And he's really dynamic speaker, amazing outlook on life. But he runs a uh, place up in Maine for bringing in families of what they call them recalibrated veterans, but people who have lost uh, limbs via the war. Um, all the way to, you know, Alzheimer's Association. The list goes on. So, uh, you know, I encourage that everybody do that if you have the means to do so. Um, the other thing is just celebrate your financial wins. I think oftentimes we talk about, you know, this was awful or that stunk or this happened. The reality is for most of the people listening on this show, you're living better than most of the world. And I know this is going to sound like, you know, maybe that one person in your family goes, you know, don't forget about the starving people over here and how great we have it. But I'm not saying necessarily feel guilty. I'm just saying let's celebrate the wins that you've had. What has gone well over the past year? Um, and let's talk to our family about, you know, what went well and how we're going to improve moving forward. So great time to talk about planning. What are we going to do for the next, uh, 12 months? And that could be, you know, working on your network. We all know that sometimes it's not, uh, what, you know, it's who, you know, you know, how can I expand my network? How can I make a bigger impact on the world and on my life? But then also, you know, it's a great time to potentially get some great referrals to good people in that category. You know, do you, maybe I want to set up my, we've been talking about final docs and kind of the legal work involved with the unfortunate reality that none of us are getting out of here alive. Do you have a good attorney that you work with? Who should I talk to? Do you have a good financial planner or investment advisor? Or it's a great time to just kind of get a feel for what everybody's been doing, uh, celebrating wins and planning for what comes next. So try not to focus on the, uh, boy, this COVID stinks and uh, you know, I don't like this president or I love this president. Let's focus on what we can control rather than just being angry about what we can't, right? Good idea. And, you know, a lot of times families are in different financial situations. So you have to be sensitive to that as well. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you certainly don't want to say, hey, last year we uh, we went to Hawaii seven times. And how about <laughs> you? And they said, well, you know, we had to give away the dog because we couldn't afford dog food. I mean, be be sensitive to the fact that not everybody is in your position. But at the same time, you know, be positive. So we don't want to, and I'm sure we all have that relative uh, that just seems to be kind of the negative Nelly. Um, don't let them be. Let's uh, let's be positive for Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's been a heck of a, uh, what do they say, the first 14 days of flattening the, or the, the 14 days to flatten the curve, the first 18 months were the hardest. Uh, you know, we've had a heck of a run over the last uh last 18 to 24 months. So let's enjoy being together. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. I'm Diane Brennan. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, give Josh a call. His phone number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, I saw news that the IRS is making some adjustments to the limits that people can contribute to their 401k plans. What are those changes and are they enough to make a difference for many? Uh, For a lot of people, it's not going to make a difference. But what I think it does point to is the fact that 
all of the programs that we've initiated, particularly through COVID, all of the free incentive, you know, monies, tax breaks, et cetera, the, the printing of money essentially that has occurred through COVID wasn't free. And it's very difficult politically to say this money wasn't free and now we're going to have to raise taxes on everybody to pay for it. Uh, that would be uh, not a strong political move. So what we say instead is we are going to tax the rich by just a couple of a percentage points and they need to pay their fair share and it'll all be taken care of. When in reality, that doesn't get it taken care of. So what we're seeing is uh, changes behind the scenes to help fund the problems that we have. For example, inflation. Let's talk about this. Inflation last year, and I'm going to get back to your question, I promise. But inflation last year was at least 6%. We're seeing the consumer price index was at about 62 Social Security is raising payments for all people collecting Social Security next year by 5.9%. So one would think then that tax brackets or tax rates would go up by roughly 6%. And I don't mean the percentage that they're taking money at your check. What I mean is if the tax bracket was $100,000, well, now it should be $106,000 before I jump to the next bracket because government, you don't get to get more of my money because I, I got a raise because I need more of that. I mean, it's going right back to the fact that inflation has gone up. So tax brackets should go up theoretically by inflation when in reality they have not. They've gone up by about half. So if you go, man, I got a, I got a, I got a raise and I'm going to be fine. Well, the government gets a larger percentage of that raise than they did last year. Uh, is that a increase in taxes? Absolutely. Will politicians tell you it's an increase in taxes? No, they'll say that we did not change the brackets. Well, these 401k changes are similar in that regard, meaning that certain people will not be able to max out their 401ks anymore based upon income. And sure, you could say it's for the wealthiest of Americans, so who cares? But we know that anything political is a slippery slope. And if they're starting at the high wage earners, that's going to trickle down in some capacity. Similarly, um, their theory on this is just a fraction of people, about 8.5%, are funneling their money into 401ks to the maximum contribution. So it's only affecting 8.5%. Well, okay. Um, we also know that Social Security, which is the program for uh, retirement, is not necessarily funded well or necessarily going to keep up with inflation and is a lesser and lesser percentage of what people need to retire on. So I don't think now is the time to start messing with the programs that are available to us to be able to actually save for retirement. I think now is the time to actually enhance those programs, give us more availability. But what is happening? Eliminating uh, Roth conversions up to a certain capacity. Eliminating contributions once you hit a certain amount inside of a 401k. And sure, these limits are really high. Um, and I understand it doesn't affect that many people. But what we do know is the median retirement account balance in the United States is just 65000 so what I do know is we need to encourage tax advantage savings programs. We don't need to start messing with them. So what does this mean? What is the takeaway? Taxes and planning, and I've been yelling this from the mountaintops for uh, a good couple of years now, but taxes moving forward are going to be just as important in financial planning, if not uh, almost equally as important as the investment gains themselves. So it's not just simply a matter of I'm going to save money and then I'll have a pot of money to pull from. It's where do I save money, how do I save money, and how do I withdraw that money from income when I retire in the most tax-advantaged way possible. So the takeaway from all this stuff is planning is more critical now than possibly ever. 
And speaking of planning, Josh, you have the Aptus blueprint process that you bring clients through when they come in to see you. Can we go through that process and explain to people? Yeah, the process is important because of what I just said. The process is one that takes into account not just investment returns, not just the buzzwords like diversification and making sure that you don't have all your eggs in one basket and and planning for income. It's where do we save on a tax front as well? It's how do we pull that money out? How do we make sure that the government gets its, quote, fair share, but not any more than its fair share? So step one, uh, we call the discovery meeting. We find out everything about you that we possibly can. What have you been doing to save for retirement? What are your goals in retirement or whatever that goal might be, whether it's college funding, et cetera? And uh, what have you been doing to save, you know, to, to reach that target? Where are your assets lying and what resources do you have to, to allocate towards achieving those goals? And then in meeting number two, we call the analysis meeting. We're going to tell, we're going to show you if you continue down the path that you're on, this is whether or not your arrow is going to hit the target and what speed bumps on that path could get in the way. And then in meeting number three, we address those. How do we solve them? How can we lower your tax liability? How can we minimize the amount of risk that you're taking and still achieve the same results? How can we make sure if, God forbid, something happens to you uh, short of you know, normal life expectancy that the rest of your loved ones are taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. And then in meeting number four, we decide, is this a mutually beneficial relationship and how would we work together? Um, because you know, financial planning is a long-term relationship. Let's put some time into it at the beginning to make sure that it makes sense before we dive down that path. To schedule an appointment to go through the Aptus Blueprint process, Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. More with Josh Pick when we come back. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, Give Josh a call. His phone number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, what are important health and retirement plan decisions that people face during the open enrollment period? So open enrollment's a great time to revisit kind of everything. So while open enrollment, typically people think of things like, I got to pick my health insurance. That's the typical open enrollment thought process. And that's true. Open enrollment is a very finite window when you get to change your health insurance, you get to change your flexible spending account for kids, you get to change all of those dependent care accounts, all that kind of stuff that you're kind of locked in for the rest of the year. And and sure, there's anomalies where if you have a a big life change, having a child, divorce, et cetera, then you're able to change those things midstream. But beyond that, 
you're pretty much locked into what healthcare you pick at the beginning of the year. So it's important to look through everything. You know, what does my medical conditions look like for the rest of the year? You're probably going to want a different uh, plan if you're planning on having surgeries, for example, than if you weren't going to have a surgery. So great time to look at that stuff, but it's also a great time to look at other things that you might not be thinking of. Like, for example, great time to just residually do a financial health check. So what investments am I in? You'd be amazed how many clients I talk to or how many people in general via, you know, stats and polls invest in their 401k and then never look at it again for 10 or 15 years, which if we're talking about the 10 or 15 years between the time you're 20 and the time you're 35 might not be that dramatic. But if we're talking about you're invested 100% in stocks and you're 50 years old and you haven't looked at it and now you're 65, well, that can be a big problem. I mean, we've seen plenty of scenarios, 2001, 2002, 2008, where people lost half their money that were invested 100% in the S&P 500. So a great time to just take a, take a look at your risk tolerance, take a look at what you're invested in, take a look at the changes that might even have occurred inside of your 401k over the years that you weren't really paying attention to. Because if you're like most people, when you get those little notices in the mail, you go, Greek, don't understand it, file it in the big round file in the corner of the kitchen. So great time to look at that as well. The other one, and this is kind of COVID new, if you will, um, is reimbursing for remote work expenses. It's not new in that many companies have done it, but it is new in that a lot of people, a lot more people are working remotely than before. And the other thing that's new is about a fifth of employers uh, have said that they are adding or enhancing reimbursement for offsite workers in 2021. So COVID's changed the game quite a bit, but oftentimes there's deadlines for asking for those reimbursements for the previous year. So think about, hey, I had to work from home and uh, I needed a, a Wi-Fi extender or a headset or you know some sort of ergonomic equipment to keep you healthy and productive, stand-up desk, all sorts of different things. Not saying all those things are going to be covered, but it's worth investigating because a lot of us are working from home that weren't before and we had to make uh, significant adjustments to our home to be able to do so. Uh, the other one is maybe it's time for a second opinion. And that second opinion, I'm talking specifically about uh, legal and financial. So I've had the same financial advisor for a really long period of time. Uh, I don't really feel like communication is strong. I don't feel like I'm getting the answers that I want. Maybe they were good for me when I was 25 years old and all I was doing was a contributory Roth IRA. But now, you know, that, that pot of money is now three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. I have some questions on how I'm going to use that. And I'm getting close to that five-yard line in retirement. I'm, I'm 60 years old. I'm 55. Let's at least go investigate a second opinion and make sure that there isn't something out there that I could be doing that I'm just not getting where I'm at. Similarly... Are there things I should be doing at this stage of my life uh, that I haven't been doing legally? And if you don't have a, a, an attorney, we can certainly help refer you to a good one who will chat with you about what things should be done at this stage of your life, if anything, and what that would cost to do. So, for example, you know, you own your home, you don't have a mortgage on it, you're in your 60s, 70s, and you say, I want to protect my home to make sure that if I end up going into a long-term care facility like a large percentage of us will, that that home is protected and it goes to the beneficiaries I want to. Uh, there's a bunch of different legal things that you can do, but oftentimes, if you're like most people, the last thing we want to talk about is spending money on things that involve our death, right? So it's just a good time to kind of bring it back to the forefront. And that's why we were talking about earlier, what, what can you talk about on the holidays? Well, uh, celebrate your victories, 
but then also plan. And you can use open enrollment, you can use the holidays, you can use whatever you want, but try and get that on some sort of annual definitive time frame where you'll find out that five years from now you haven't done any of it because you just need to get it consistent and get it uh, repetitive. And isn't this a good time to plan for taxes as well? Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up. It seems obvious. Taxes are not just reporting them next year. Taxes are planning for what you're going to end up reporting next year. So now's a tremendous time, part of that second opinion perhaps, where what are some things that I can do between now and December 31st that will lessen the blow of my tax bill or improve my situation for the future. So great time to look at taxes. And Josh, you welcome people to call your office and and, and you can give them a second opinion on their portfolios. Of course. You know, again, this, this Aptus Blueprint process is about education. It's about helping you feel more comfortable with your situation making sure that there aren't things that you could be doing better. And it's also an interview process between you and I to see if we're a good fit. Because quite frankly, if we're not a good fit, which we can't be a fit to everybody, that's okay. But I do want you to walk away feeling that it was time well spent and that you learned more and that you're in a better spot for doing so. Josh's phone number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. Zero, zero. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. So Josh, knowledge is power, as you said. Short of going back to school, what concepts are most helpful for retirees who want to educate themselves and learn more about retirement options? Well, there, there's so much information and education available, which is great. It's great to see that now more than ever, we have access to information via the internet, via everywhere, it seems. But the problem with that is oftentimes the interpretation of what is the right information. And it, it can be difficult to decipher who is trying to sell me something, who is trying to scare me with something, and what is actual real information. And the reality is this. About half of Americans right now are terrified that there's going to be a big market crash on the horizon. Over three-quarters of them believe that the rising cost of inflation as a result of the last couple of years is going to significantly thwart their ability to retire the way they thought they were going to. So clearly... There are some concern and challenges on the horizon. So what are some general ideas and some ways to gain information? Well, one would be through our blueprint process, selfishly, I'll say that because it is about education. It's about learning what is the impact of risk, how can you control risk, how can you control taxes, et cetera. And my objective is always to try and hone that down into language that's easily understandable and digestible and things that you can actually act upon. Because I think oftentimes the objective of people in my industry is to sound really smart, provide you with nothing, serve themselves as the solution, and then the solution really was to sell you what I wanted to sell you. When you walked in, I just baffled you with my nonsense. When in reality, there is a logical process to this. So let's talk about some of the logical processes that you can do. And some of these are going to sound very boring, and it's not going to be as exciting. And unfortunately, in our world of social media and sensational media, you know, the sexiest stance gets the most play, right? You know, like, buy this stock and you'll be retired in 15 minutes by being a billionaire. When in reality, that is a dangerous uh, dance to play. So what are some things that you should do immediately? If I was just talking to anybody, make sure you have a safety net. Safety net's number one. So... I don't know what your job is. I don't know how at risk it is, but you do. And how likely is it that you could lose your job? And if that were to happen, what does that scenario look like? And how big of a safety net cash-wise do you need? Easy enough. 
Secondly, you have kids or you're young. Investigate insurance. You'd say, well, I'm young. I don't even have any kids. I'm not even married. Why would I want to buy life insurance? Because you're young, you're healthy, and it would be really inexpensive, and eventually you may need it. So investigate protection. This all starts at a base of protection. Protecting the immediate need, protecting the intangible. Then let's go on to what should I be saving for retirement? Well, let's use the KISS principle, right? Let's keep it simple, stupid, and let's just say 10 to 15% towards retirement is a good number in general. Now, that can move based upon your age, but in general, 10 to 15% savings towards retirement works for most people at most ages, unless you're 60 and you haven't started yet. But whether you're 20, 30, maybe even in your 40s, those numbers usually work. Now, what does that 10 to 15% comprise? Well, it, it can mean your match as well. And let's talk about that. Always save into a 401k up to the match. Always. No matter who tells you otherwise, always save up to the match. It's free money. So if the match is, you know, for the first 5%, the company matches 5%, you need to be putting 5% into your 401k, then the rest is debatable. And by debatable, I mean depending upon your age, a Roth IRA or the Roth option inside of your 401k, if it's available, may be more valuable to you than the traditional sense because of the tax savings down the line. So general guidelines of retirement planning, safety net, insure your loved ones, up to the match into your 401k, the rest is debatable, retirement income, let's start focusing on Roths if you're younger. As you get older, it becomes, again, more debatable. But beyond that, now we're talking about tax changes with the federal government. We have to really start thinking about diversifying our locations of taxable investments. Now, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to make this too complicated. But the point here is this. If you're not planning now, you should be. If you're not saving now, you need to be. If you believe it's going to be easier later, you're wrong. Time is your biggest asset. And unfortunately, and this is a bipartisan answer, the government seems resigned to the fact that it will spend more money, which will inter inherently cause more inflation. We have supply chain issues. The list goes on. We're on an on or in the, the longest running bull run in history. There is no better time than now to start preparing for the future. And the earlier you start, the less of a burden it will be. So start early, save often, as much as you can. I don't care if it's 20 bucks. The concept of I will start saving when I make more money, here's a little secret. Nobody does. You either save now or you might never, ever save. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Your life will just increase. So start saving. I don't care if it's $5 a month. Just start doing it. And then pick basic stuff. Uh, I would rather see people invest in the S&P 500 than try and time the newest cryptocurrency. I'm not saying I'm against cryptocurrency. I'm just saying that that is a, a, a much less time-tested, proven method. Go into things like the S&P 500. Go into companies like Vanguard. Uh, work with people like us. And then rebalance and try and remove debt. It's really that simple, Diane. It's kind of like people say, well, how do I lose weight? Well, lower your calories and exercise. Well, no, I want the newest fad. You don't need the newest fad. You just need to lower your calories and exercise. Now, are there ways to improve upon it? Of course. But the general guiding principle is always the same. And that's just discipline and repeat, repeat, repeat. So if you're looking for more information than that, we're happy to provide some books that you can read. Um, we're happy to uh, walk you through the blueprint process, and you'll learn a tremendous amount. But in general, that's the guideline for retirement planning. It's not sexy, but it works. 
Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. More with Josh Pick when we come back. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, give Josh a call. His phone number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. Josh, skyrocketing inflation has impacted just about everyone this year. You were speaking about that. But what are some of the carryover effects it might have in the years to come when it comes to things like taxes? Yeah, again, the the actions that our government make, particularly in the way of uh, raising our budget with money that we don't have, has to eventually carry forward to either increase deficit spending, which increases our debt, or taxes go up. Those are the only choices. The money doesn't just come out of thin air. Um, Well, actually, it does in the way of increasing our deficit, but that deficit has payments, and those payments go into our budget, which we have to fund the budget. And we can only run deficit spending for so long, which means taxes will eventually have to rise. Now, those taxes can rise in a myriad of ways. Um, They can rise in the way of um, taxing corporations, which when we tax corporations, it leads to higher prices. So consumers pay more. So you could say, well, we're going to raise corporate taxes, but who do you think pays corporate taxes? The consumer. We do. Or we can raise individual taxes, in which we just it seems a little bit more transparent while we see our tax bill go up. But at the end of the day, uh, these policies will end up affecting our purchasing power via taxation in some form or fashion. Now, I believe and we talked about this before, that that will come in two ways. One, we will punish, quote-unquote, punish the rich. And by punishing the rich, we will use terms like, well, we're going to tax people who are making a bazillion dollars a year, when in reality, that will be what the moniker is, but it'll trickle down. And I'm sorry if I sound skeptical in this, but I've just done too much research throughout history in the way that these these issues are actually handled. Let me give an example. When the Biden administration ran, it said one of the things that it's going to do is it's going to bring back the estate tax. It's going to lower it dramatically. And the estate tax is something beyond income taxes. Estate taxes are essentially if you're rich, you get to pay more than just income taxes uh, on your estate to your heirs. So we are going to eliminate these dynasty type scenarios. Now, a couple problems with that. One, trust work can alleviate a lot of that. But two, um, the estate tax uh, currently is right around $12 million per person. So think about a husband and wife, it's even more than that. But let's say $12 million per person. When they ran, they said, we're going to punish that, those rich people, and we're going to get it down to six. They've since dropped that entirely from legislation. So you see this a lot. This is how we're going to get it done. We're going to get you on board by using these three items to make you realize that we're out for you. Those are the first three items that get dropped. What is going to end up happening is it's going to be death by a thousand cuts. It'll be little nuanced changes throughout the tax code. Now, this is going to sound like I'm incredibly pessimistic and even uh, attacking the current administration. This is not new to them. It's just been exacerbated by the current administration, but it's, it's been this way for a long, long time. So the point is, what asset classes, what areas can you save your money? 
and how do you best protect yourself from paying uh, the most, you know, paying, you want to pay the least amount in taxes? How do you allocate resources to do so? For example, am I better off having debt or no debt? Or should I pay my house off? Or, you know, where do I invest my money? These are all very important questions. They're as important, if not more important than which stock should I pick? So now is more important than ever to plan for taxes because they're coming, quite frankly, for everybody. Josh, let's say you you spoke about debt. Let's say a person is in debt and they feel they should pay that off before they start saving. What what is your opinion on that? Pay off your debt first, then start saving, or do it both at the same time? Uh, My answer is both at the same time, but but it's a little more nuanced than that. So uh, for example, I'll use, I'll use one scenario because it's easy to, to explain in examples. Um, you know, one I hear all the time is, uh, even though you're 70 years old, you're better off having a mortgage on your home because you get to write off the interest than you are if you don't have a mortgage on your home. You're better off taking that mortgage out, investing the money, earning, you know, insert arbitrary rate of return here, uh, earning 7% and paying 3% to the mortgage company than you are having no mortgage. Maybe. Depends on your scenario. For example, uh, that money that you're now pulling out of maybe an IRA to pay for your mortgage is taxable income. So it depends on what tax bracket you're in. If you're paying 12% in taxes on that or 22% in taxes on that, 22% sounds a lot higher than three to me. Furthermore, how you're taxed on your social security is based on your outside income. So taking that income to pay off that mortgage or not pay off that mortgage, but pay on that mortgage, might have caused your Social Security to become more taxable. So to answer your question, you're always better off having no debt, always when you're retired, unless that debt is on an asset that is income generating that's purposeful. But thinking of things like credit card debt, car debt, and, and trying to play that arbitrage game most times is not a tax-efficient way. And the more that taxes are increased, the more that that becomes glaringly obvious. On top of that, there was a recent research study that talked about wealthy people, rich people, and the impact of having a home paid off and having low debt. And the happiness quality factor, for lack of a better way to put it, was exponentially greater. So if you take somebody who's worth $10 million, which is a lot of money, or $1 million, it doesn't matter, also a lot of money, and one has their home paid off and the other doesn't, their ability to take risks with their life, meaning uh, take risks in doing other things rather than their current occupation or taking on different challenges or, or, or doing things that they want to do, and their overall feeling of solidarity in their life is exponentially greater. So in short, Diane, it makes sense to pay off your debt, but the last thing that you want to do is constantly be paying off debt and racking up debt and paying off debt and giving up your time on savings. So I've seen that happen as well. You'll have clients that are in their 30s and say, well, I want to pay off this credit card before I start saving. They pay off that credit card, and what happens right after that? Something else is, uh, you know, happens, and they need to rack it right back up, and they never save. So in that instance, you're better off doing both. So it depends on your scenario, but that's something that we talk about all the time in my office. And after speaking with somebody and seeing uh, pattern behavior over their life, I could be more equipped to give you a great answer. But in general, debt's bad. But uh, some people get on the hamster wheel of debt, no debt, debt, no debt, no save. 
Josh's number is 614-364-7300, and that is 614-364-7300. And this is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Josh, I'm going to spring this on you. Let's say a person gets $100,000. They win it. They inherit it. It lands in their lap. Where would you invest it today? Vegas on red. <laughs> no. I'm just, Any I'm specific um, number? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, always, always bet on, I don't know. Um, I don't even gamble, quite frankly. But that's a difficult question because obviously it depends on scenario. It depends on circumstance. For example, somebody who's 20 can go into an aggressive mutual fund. And if, in fact, we are at the peak of the market and it pulls back by 30%, are they really damaged? No. Uh, um, I mean, on paper, it hurts for sure to take 100 and immediately see it turn into 70. But ultimately, that money will come back and you'll be rewarded in spades over time. As a matter of fact, there's a kind of a, an interesting piece that's been around forever. It's through a company called American Funds, which is a, a, a fantastic mutual fund company. But they have something called uh, Larry the Loser. And this piece, I, I saw it. I mean, this piece has been around for probably 40 years. I don't know. But Larry the Loser uh, invests on the worst possible day every single year. The worst day. The highest day in the market every year. He, he, that's what he invests every year. And then there's, uh, I don't know if his name's Willie the Winner. Or I don't know what, what the other person's name is. But they invest on the perfect day. And what you find is that over a period of time, while the person who invests on the perfect day obviously wins, it's not by as much as you'd think. So my point is, when time is available, meaning I still have... 20, 30 years to retirement, then volatility isn't near as important. So to answer your question for somebody who's 20 years old, 30 years old, I would say with that $100,000, you should invest aggressively in the market and perhaps dollar cost average in those dollars over a period of six or 12 months to just level out any potential bumps uh, along the way in the negative category. Meaning take your $100,000 and invest $10,000 a month over the next 10 months invested in an aggressive mutual fund that's diversified, et cetera, or a separately managed account, et cetera. That same answer certainly does not apply to somebody who's 65 or 70 years old because that volatility could really hurt or maybe even change future plans. So then it gets a little bit more complicated, which is why I always say having an investment advisor, a financial planner, a tax advisor, all these things become increasingly important the closer and closer you get to retirement or if you're already in retirement. Because problems or issues or poor management are very, very detrimental and potentially uncorrectable. So, you know, if you're 20 or 30 years old, let's swing for the fences, logically. And by swing for the fences, I don't mean, you know, hop on Reddit and see what the next one is and hope that they're right. I don't mean invest $100,000 in cryptocurrency, while I would say having some exposure to cryptocurrency at that age bracket makes a significant amount of sense. Uh, but I see people overweighted there. Uh, the answer is be smart about it and invest according to your goals and your time horizon. Is that the right answer or did I, did I just give you like a, a very vague answer? But I, I, I can't say invest in Coca-Cola. I can't say invest in Procter & Gamble. I, it, it needs to be a logical, time-true tested strategy that you could leave alone for a really long period of time and work out great. Understood. Let's switch gears here and talk about Social Security. What are the most important concepts for people to understand when it comes to Social Security? The big ones, and I would even go into saying the big misnomers, uh, one, Social Security is not going to provide your full retirement, at least not comfortably. Uh, for most people, uh, the average American, Social Security is only going to cover about half of what you need. For people who are in higher income categories than that or require more, it's going to be even less of a percentage. So don't believe that Social Security is going to take care of you. 
Uh, number two, people believe oftentimes that it's calculated based upon your five uh, highest earning years or your last five or some derivation of that, when in reality it's actually based upon your 35 highest earning years. Now, why is that important? Because if you have, let's say you've only worked for 10 years, they're only going to average out 10 years. But let's say you worked for 10 years and then you had a bunch of zeros in the middle because you stayed home and then you started working again. That can actually have a negative effect. So you have to kind of time out how it's actually going to work out most advantageous to you. And we can help you with that. And if you want to see, you know, kind of what that earning history looks like, it's on your Social Security statement. And I also recommend that people take a look at that and see, is it right? Hey, Social Security says that I didn't work for five years, and I certainly did. So something's not right. And then you can contest that. And that's on the, I can't remember on the new statement, but it's either the second or third page. It'll give you the list of all your, your earning years. I would take a look at that and just make sure that it's accurate. The other one that I oftentimes hear is, can I work and collect Social Security? So I'm going to retire at 62 from Social Security, collect my Social Security benefit, but I'm still going to work because I think it's going to run out of money or whatever your reason is. Uh, maybe not a very strong history of longevity in your family. You want to get, well, the getting's good, right? So you start collecting. There is an earnings limit, and that earnings limit uh, is right around $20,000. It's a little less than that. It's like 19560 bucks or something like that. If you're under full retirement age, every $2 you earn above that in earned income, Social Security takes a dollar away. So it's important to coordinate if you're going to retire before your full retirement age, which for everybody listening is going to be somewhere between 66 and 67. If you retire before that, make sure you coordinate that with your income. And again, my office can help you walk through the process on uh, making sure that you don't fall into that trap. And then the last one is, is it taxable? And the short answer is maybe. It's actually taxable based upon your outside income, but up to 85% of it can be taxable. So once again, in the interest of time, Give us a shout. We'll walk you through the best time to collect Social Security, whether or not you can work and how much you can make, whether it'll be taxable and what your spouse or uh, survivors can expect to receive. God forbid something happens to you. But coordinating it can make a big difference. Josh's number is 614-364-7300. 614-364-7300. More with Josh Pick when we come back. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, Give Josh a call. His number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. Josh, what are some of the ways folks can protect themselves from scammers who target retirees? It seems these scammers are getting more and more creative with the ways that they are reaching people. They are. What a crying shame that these people can't use their uh, their skills for good instead of evil, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you say, why do they waste their time? Why are they doing this? Well, the reality is... 
the FBI estimates that seniors lose, I think the last I looked was about $3 billion, that's B, billion dollars, each year to scammers. And 2020-2021 has been an astronomical increase. I don't know what that has to do, if it's with COVID or maybe it's just that, that, you know, the scamming market is good, but that's gone up by about 25% a year over the last couple of years. So not only is it a huge industry, if we want to call it that, I hate to even acknowledge it as an industry, but it's growing rapidly. And unfortunately, most of the scams are going directly at seniors, and uh, it is what it is. What are kind of some things that I have seen that jump out? Anytime uh, something seems incredibly urgent, you know, act now or you're going to lose your house. Act now or something horrible is going to happen. Very few things in life uh, financially happen with that level of urgency. So that's, that's a pretty good uh, indicator that it's nonsense. The other one would be a common denominator is anytime anything needs to be handled via some sort of online payment, meaning uh, you just have to send us the money via Venmo or PayPal or gift card or wire transfer or money order. These are all very clear signs. I should be able to mail you a check. I, I should be able to, to, to contact you in some other way. I should be able to pay you via credit card. And by the way, the reason they don't want you to pay you via credit card is because most credit cards have fraud protection. So they know that if they receive these funds via credit card, one, they would have to be able to receive a credit card, which involves them getting set up with a credit card company to be able to do so. And if they have more than one fraud claim, they're going to lose their ability to do it. So that would shut them down instantly. So just say no problem. I'd like to uh, uh, you know, pay with credit card or check. That's a good indicator. But some of these are getting just really, really good. Um, I saw one recently that I actually received, and it was an IRS letter saying that I needed to contact the IRS immediately about this debit. And, uh, you know, clearly I know what an IRS letter looks like. And this was spot on. I mean, it was, it was really, really good. The only thing that, that threw it off is it said, dear, it didn't say my name. It said, dear client or dear, dear taxpayer. That's what it said, dear taxpayer. And it didn't have my social security number on it. It had all of it X'd out, which normally they'll all have your last four digits. When I called, it sounded like the IRS. They're, my point is they're getting really good. So make sure you keep your, spider sets, your spidey senses up high. Make sure if anything feels like uh, this doesn't feel right, slow down. Nothing needs to be that urgent. Push the pause button. I appreciate you calling and making me aware of this tumultuous situation. I will call you back. Give me your telephone number. Usually they won't give it to you. So you can ask a family member. You can call our office. You can call your attorney. You can call your tax advisor. Call somebody who would know something about what's being thrown your way. But do not, under any circumstances, feel the urgency and immediately hop on Venmo and send somebody 20 bucks to correct this situation. It's undoubtedly nonsense. Run, run, run. The other things, things you can protect yourself with. If you're on social media, which most of us are, uh, take some time and review your privacy settings. Who can actually see your information? Because that's a great way for them to, gar- to gain the information to act like they know who you are. If they know you, your family members, your first and last name, where you live, all of that can be gained by a public site 
on social media. So make sure you have your privacy settings according, set accordingly, or they'll make you believe that they, they know everything about you. So take some time to do that. Build some safeguards. Um, you know, switch to a, a better device if necessary, and then just wait. Take some time. Don't be jumpy. And people should be having this conversation with their parents, too. Help them out. My mom falls for this stuff all the time. I'm like, Mom, can I borrow 20 bucks? No. But all of a sudden, it's like, I gave this guy on the phone such and such money. So I can't stress enough for people to have that conversation with their parents. For sure. Yeah, it seems like uh, a large percentage of the, the un- unfortunately, a large percentage of the scams are, are pointed towards uh, seniors and older folks. And, you know, some of that is just because the technology age is quick and rapid. And while when you're 20 or 30, it makes obvious sense that, no, you wouldn't do this. Sometimes it just, the world gets faster than we're willing to, to keep up with. It's going to happen to all of us, I'm sure, at some point. But be careful. Ask your, ask your kids sometimes. Or if you're a kid, talk to your parents. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, scams can do a lot of harm, but so can simple misinformation. What are some of the more common myths you see people believing that, that lead to poor retirement decisions? Yeah, well, we talked about some of them just a second ago as it relates to Social Security. You know, Social Security alone is not going to provide you enough to retire on for most people. Um, How Social Security is taxed can make a big difference. Uh, It's shocking the amount of people that come in and they've done their own calculation. They say, well, I'm getting $2,000 from Social Security and then I have this other and I'm going to be fine. And they just simply forgot to calculate in the taxes that now apply to their Social Security based upon their situation. And that could derail their plan. So not understanding taxes can be very, very dangerous. Um, and it's important. I think it, it bears taking a second to just mention that while rules of thumb are helpful, there is no magic bullet and there is no take the red pill and it's all perfect. And I, and I know that we all would like it to be that way. But life, unfortunately, particularly financial life, is much more nuanced and gray than that. So planning, not rules of thumb, is critical. Proper planning, gaining information, and having trusted people in your life to help you navigate areas which you don't understand. I would never try and come up with my own cancer diagnosis and treatment plan without the, uh, the help of a doctor. And you could say, well, you know, I, I mean, I have the Internet. Yeah, uh, but that person has encountered thousands and thousands of situations and has tens of thousands of hours in research and training I don't think you're going to be able to catch up to them that quickly. And that applies to tax advisors. It applies to attorneys. It applies to investment advisors, et cetera. Now, clearly, they're not all created equal, but they can help abridge the curve of avoiding these mistakes uh, along the way. So I highly encourage people to get with somebody that they can trust, get with somebody with the right track record, the right background, and plan, not rules of thumb. But other, other ones that I hear all the time is, well, healthcare is going to get less expensive, not more expensive. Well, maybe. We know a couple things, though. We know that the average couple retiring today who's 65 will spend about $300,000 over the remainder of their life on health insurance. Now, that can be mitigated to a large degree, but it depends on how you set up your health insurance. Medicare alone is not enough for most people. Medicare coupled with a supplement but now there's a whole pile of supplements, and which one makes the most sense for me? 
Well, insert that trusted professional again to help you abridge the curve of walking through that process. Because one of the questions I get all the time is, I'm getting all this stuff in the mail about Medicare and supplements, and I can't make heads or tails of it. So find somebody that can help decipher the information for you. Call our office, we'll help on all this stuff. And then you'll spend much more, or, or much less, excuse me, when you retire. That's one that I hear a lot. Well, when I'm retired, I won't have to go to the office. I won't be doing as much driving. I won't be. If your goal is to stay at home and do nothing when you retire, then that is accurate. But I would assume that you haven't worked your entire life to simply do nothing. And you need to, again, not just spitball, but plan. Are you going to travel? I know that's been thwarted a lot in the last couple of years, but the number one thing that I hear when people retire is I want to travel. Or I want to spend a lot of time with my grandkids, and they're located in three different states, which involves traveling. Or I want to be able to help my grandkids. Or I want to, I have this hobby I want to be able to do. You have to plan for all of that. So your life doesn't inherently get cheaper in the way of healthcare. It doesn't inherently get cheaper in the way of not having to buy work clothes and travel. And it certainly um, doesn't get necessarily cheaper all the time in the way of taxes. It can, but you have to do planning. And a lot of people think a financial advisor just, you know, does exactly that, advises you about your finances. The fact that you can help people figure out Medicare and Social Security is is something I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, I mean, 97% of my clients are over the age of 55. Um, and, and that's quite purposeful. It doesn't mean I don't have clients that are in their 40s and 50s. I certainly do. But the vast majority of who I work with every day are people who are near or in retirement. So what obstacles are those people facing? Not only, you know, what do I do with my 401k and my other investments, uh, my life insurance, et cetera, but how do I handle long-term care? When should I take social security? What do my taxes look like for the rest of my life? Um, I need to do a Medicare supplement. What happens if I go into a long-term care facility for my family? What, where does the money go when I, when I pass? All of these things, how do I avoid probate? All of these things are issues that have to be addressed. And in the category of folks that I work with, we need to know all of that. And we've dealt with it hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of times. So while the bulk of my business is helping plan for logical investments decisions, avoiding uh, taxation and probate and paying out income, we can't avoid the other topics. So you're right, Diane. I might not be an expert in, let's say, Medicare supplements, for example, but I better have somebody that's really good that I can refer people to. And I better have a pretty darn good grasp on how it works. And I can help give you the cliff notes and pass you to the right person. So we can help in almost all of these areas. And if we can't, I certainly have somebody I can send you to that can. Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Catch Josh every Monday at 1230 p.m. with Bruce Hooley right here on 98.9 The Answer for Money Mondays. Have a safe Thanksgiving, everyone. We will be back next week at the same time. You've been listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with host Josh Pick. Josh helps guide his clients through retirement by managing risk instead of chasing returns. He calls it a blueprint, and you can get started at no cost or obligation. Give the team at Aptus Wealth a call today to schedule your consultation at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300 or online at aptuswealth.com. That's A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy, join us again next weekend right here at 98.9 The Answer.
Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.